Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give them a call, become their next new patient. 317-849-2933. You got kids? They love kids over there. They take great care of kids. I've never felt pain in the chair. I would assume your kids will have the same experience. They're going to have great, healthy teeth as children, and that'll carry them through adulthood. Go to Today's Dentistry. Take your kids, 317-849-2933. The Colts, they practiced this morning, their final practice of camp by themselves. Wednesday and Thursday, they've got joint practices at Grand Park against or with, depending on how you look at it, the Cleveland Browns. Today's workout, no Andrew Luck, no Quentin Nelson, no Paris Campbell, no Penny Hart. Few others sat out as well. Quentin Nelson, minor ankle thing. We know about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has a strained calf. It has not responded to the extent that the Colts or Andrew Luck would like to treatment. And so he's sitting. Today, he sat or will sit on Wednesday and Thursday. He's also going to sit at Lucas Oil Stadium on Saturday. Maybe he gets back at it next week. We can only hope because without Andrew Luck, it's all going to go downhill in a hurry. All right. We really like the raft of quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, that the Indianapolis Colts have. There's no doubt about that. Jacoby Brissett's a really nice guy, but Jacoby Brissett takes too long to make a decision, and pressure comes. He got hit like 7,000 times the year that he served as Andrew Locke's backup and started the entire season while Andrew Locke had that balky shoulder. Brissett is not the answer. Brissett is not going to get you to the playoffs. Luck is going to get you to a Super Bowl, and he could win you a Super Bowl. Brissett is not that guy. I'm telling you this, Philip Walker is really not that guy. And Chad Kelly, we don't know what the hell that guy is. We know he can spin it, but we don't know much about him and whether he's going to continue to be able to make good decisions, adult decisions moving forward. But I'll tell you what, he can move the football anyway. Jacoby Brissett, if the Colts have to rely on Brissett to start multiple games this season, they are not going to make the playoffs. 
And that's just the way it is because Jacoby Brissett, and we saw it against Buffalo. We saw it when he was a starter in 2017. He does not make quick decisions, so he gets hit a lot. And when he does make quick decisions, they're bad decisions. We saw that today in practice through a couple of picks. Rocky Sin gets one of those picks. Rocky Sin has looked terrific. And I heard Greg Doyle of the Indianapolis start today on Dan Dockich's show. He said he looks great in practice, but in the game against the Bills, he didn't look so good. I completely disagree. The Colts in a zone, Rocky Sin playing 12 yards off. What the hell is he supposed to do, for God's sake? He's going to close and keep a guy from making a catch? No, he's not. You got to have Rocky Sin up on the ball. You got to have him up on the on the receiver in press coverage. If you play him off and you play Ben Don't Break, you don't take great advantage of what he brings to the table, and that's terrific size and athleticism and quickness and fight and all of that stuff. That was a scheme problem. That was not a Rocky scene problem. Um, same thing with Quincy Wilson. Quincy Wilson has looked terrific, and I really think Kari Willis has looked very, very good. Kari Willis plays football like a starting safety in the National Football League, and at some point he's going to be a starting safety in the National Football League. Frank Reich had a lot of interesting stuff to say today about the joint practices with the Browns, about Andrew Luck, about all kinds of things. Let's hear from Frank Reich right now. Okay, uh, shortened practice a little bit today. Really only went about an hour and 15. Um, have a team building event uh, later, so we'll cancel walkthrough and meetings just for a little team building. It's typical um, to do towards the end of camp and then get ready for the Browns coming in here. Really get some rest and, uh, and get these guys ready two practices against Cleveland. What's the plan for the practices against Cleveland? I'm sure they're both padded practices, and you guys might go a little bit longer than normal. Yeah, they will be. Uh, both. Most of our pra- the longer practices here have been two hours. Uh, we're going to go a little over two hours uh, both days. Both, both will be in pads. Plan for the practice? Uh, at this point, no. Rick, how much, maybe you already talked about, sorry, but how much have you had discussion with Cleveland about how you practice and styles and and all that. I mean, last year you got a lot of hand a couple of times with Baltimore. Yeah, no, I've had probably three or four conversations with Freddie Kitchens. Freddie and I coach together in Arizona, so know each other well. I've talked multiple times. Um, we've already talked to our team, you know, about the tempo that we're looking for. And let's be professionals and, and keep the fighting out of it. We didn't see Quentin today. Is that anything serious? Nothing serious. Just had a little, just uh, dinged his ankle a little bit yesterday. So just being uh, precautionary there. As you guys are basically two weeks mark camp, what has impressed you about your defensive unit? It seems like they've made a lot of plays out there. Defense, defense made a lot of plays and really playing with a lot of energy right now. Um, really getting off the ball, making plays, um, really committed. Um, Especially, they've been good all camp, but especially the last couple of days, I just feel like the defense's tempo has been right where it needs to be. Are you looking, look, looking forward to getting an offense like Cleveland coming in? And yeah, it'll be skill, a great skill position player. Oh player. yeah, I mean, you know, they got great skill position, very, very good football team. So uh, this will be a great challenge uh, for our defense for sure. What do you think of that pick off by Rock? What, what do you think of that pick by Rock? Well, I mean, what a great play. I mean. You know, Funch actually runs a pretty good route. The, the throw was just a little bit off, and, uh, and, you know, and Rock just makes a heck of a play. And that's just been what he's doing. So uh, no surprise, but but it's certainly a great play by Rock. Talking to a lot of you guys, especially the corners and the receivers, they're like, look, they know what I'm doing. I know what they're doing. They're, the best thing with the Browns coming to town is going to be different skill sets, different talents. 
that's going to be a real test to see, especially the guys that are making progress, how they look against another team in a practice setting. Yeah, no doubt. And as you said, not only different bodies, um, but at this point in camp and OT, we know, they know what we're doing. We, we know what they're doing, offense, defense. So you get in a setting like this and it kind of evens out a little bit. And I just, I think that adds a, an air of confidence to it. Like, hey, you know, we have our advantage back. We have our advantage back. They don't know what we're doing. They haven't seen this a thousand times uh, like we have going up against each other. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Frank, can you share what Andrew has done rehab-wise in the last week? All, nothing different than the, really no new update. Just continued to kind of, you know, Andrew, he's exhausting it, right? I mean, just doing everything possible. The walkthroughs have continued to be really good, really tuned in, uh, and then physically just doing everything he can do to get back out on the field. Yeah, Tom's here. Tom's here today, and uh, we'll be here for a little bit. So get a chance to work with Tom some more. That's always great. Tom is Tom's the best. I love when Tom comes in. We have great conversation. I mean, this guy is the best in the world at what he does. Uh, there's no one like Tom House. So I'm um, glad to have him here. What is it that he does? What, what does Tom House do specifically? You know, Tom is just an expert on throwing mechanics. Um, every aspect of it. You know, he's got 20 plus years of experience where that's all he's doing is working with throwers. Science, and, you know, Tom not only knows a lot about throwing, he's just got a brilliant mind. And you sit and if you talk to him about this stuff for five minutes, you're going to know you're talking to somebody who's a little bit different when it comes to this stuff. And, uh, you know, I think that really connects with Andrew uh, because he knows not only Tom's practical experience, but Tom knows every scientific formula and number behind what he's saying. Is Campbell getting closer to coming back to practice? Yeah. Um, we had a little bit, you know, he was kind of getting close, and then we had a little bit of a, I don't even want to call it a setback, but it felt a little something yesterday. So we're kind of reevaluating that. Um, hopefully that wasn't too much, you know, getting close, and you try to push it a little bit to see if you're ready, and uh, maybe not quite ready. So uh, we'll have to wait a few more days to see how that settles down, and hopefully you can get him back soon high level, but with him fully healthy in the way he's been out, is this as good as he's been since you've been around him? It, it is. I mean, for the short time I've been here, he, he looks so good right now. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. This guy is an elite, elite, elite route runner. He's got elite football smarts. Um, that's just my experience. Like, the great players like T.Y., especially receivers, they, they just have that, they have that football intelligence. That's just off the charts. He just has these instincts to understand leverage and coverage the way few guys do. And the quarterback, and then his body language, again, it's hard to explain, but as a quarterback, you watch him run his route, you just feel exactly where he's going to be. It makes the throw accurate. And then he's got tremendous ball skills on top of it. That's Frank Reich talking about his Indianapolis Colts, who again are going to have joint practices Wednesday and Thursday with and against the Cleveland Browns. It's going to be interesting to contrast the Colts and the Browns instead of going out to practice and contrasting the Colts against the Colts. I think we know what the offense would do against the Colts defense. I think we know what the defense would do against the Colts offense. We understand it's time for us to see this against different teams and not in the first exhibition game like it was up at Buffalo need to see it in practice, then we need to see it Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium as the Browns match up 
with the Colts. And I'm telling you, you watch Rocky Sin, and you're going to see a guy who's going to make occasional errors in judgment. He might bite on a play action once in a while, but more often than not, this guy's learning, this guy's processing, and this guy's playing really, really good football. What's going to happen, and I've told you about this for months, right? I've asked people about this. Who are the starters at quarterback going to be? You've got DeSeron, you've got more. Both these guys making $9 million a year to play quarterback this year, but then you've got Rocky Seen and you've got Quincy Wilson. All are going to get a bunch of run in the regular season. It's going to be interesting to see who gets most, and it's going to be especially interesting and maybe only interesting on, on some levels to see who plays quarterback because if it's not Andrew Luck, the Indianapolis Colts have got deep trouble. We've said it before and we'll say it again because there's very little else to say about the Colts that is relevant at this point. Uh, what's really relevant for the Indy 11, you know, the, the Indy 11, they practice out at Grand Park as well. And their practice field is like right next to the media room where everybody comes out to cover the Colts. So we went out to practice today for the Indy 11 and we watched a little bit of practice. We talked to Martin Rennie and we'll get to that in a second, but there was a chicken. A rogue chicken. You know, they got farms up there in Westfield off 191st Street. I don't know whether it's a chicken farm or just a farm with chickens. Frankly, I don't know what the difference would be. Anyway, this rogue chicken wanders up to the building out there that houses the media room and then the offices of the Indy 11, and it kept wandering. It went out on the pitch for the, uh, the, the, the Indy 11 during practice, and was, so we called it the rally chicken. The rally chicken bringing some good luck to the Indy 11. I don't think the Indy 11 needed. They've got 44 points. They're in fourth place right now in their conference, and they've got two games coming up at Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, one this weekend, and then uh, Sunday, 6 o'clock, against St. Louis FC. And then they've got a game at Lucas Oil Stadium the following Sunday, 6 p.m., against the Charlotte Independents. And if the Indy 11 can win both those games, they are in really good shape for a playoff spot, and not just a playoff spot, but to host uh, a playoff game. And uh, the regular season goes on for a long time, and it'll go on a long time more. The uh, regular season wrap is Wednesday, October 16th at Lucas Oil Stadium. Let's talk with the head coach of the Indy 11, our good friend Martin Rennie. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. you got a couple of games coming up at Lucas Oil Stadium where you guys have been unbeatable for a long, long time. What's the difference between playing at home on, and on the road for you guys? Well, I think everybody likes playing at home. You've got your fans there making a lot of noise getting behind you. Um, I think as well, you know, you're staying, sleeping in your own bed and staying at home and that helps. On the road, it's, you know, usually a little bit of traveling, flights, bus trips, um, hotels. But having said that, we've really done well on the road as well. I think we've set a new franchise record for the club with six away wins already this season um, and quite a few still to play. So I think generally we're doing quite well home and away. Um, but I also feel like our team's getting stronger. I feel like it's getting better. I feel like, you know, the guys are looking more more dynamic and more connected than they, than they ever have. So it's a good time to see those things. You guys are fourth in the conference with 44 points. What's the difference between this year's team and last? Um, I think, first of all, uh, we've had more time to prepare, more time to build, for example, for me as a coach and for the staff. Um, I think we know um, certain guys have been able to be here for a little while and get, get used to being here. We've got probably a younger, more dynamic team, a lot of really hungry players, guys who really... Um, you know, see this as an opportunity to, to move up in their career. And so I think those are factors. And I just think, um, you know, 
knowing the league a little bit better and, and being around it for a little bit longer because last season was the first year for the club to play in the USL right. um, so I think it's all those things help for sure How difficult is it you guys the regularity of the schedule is a little bit strange you guys are in the middle of a stretch where I don't think you've played in two weeks yeah. or it'll be two weeks between games would you rather play every week and have it be a regular thing or get a couple of weeks off to get the guys legs back uh, I would rather play every Saturday night at 7pm yeah I'd rather that for sure um, but that's not the way it is so we have to make the most of it and I think um, you know what we've done on this occasion is we're going to play a scrimmage game in Detroit against a good team there um, tomorrow so that means that we keep in a rhythm we keep playing as best we can but if we could we'd probably like to play each week but it's it's not the way the schedule is partly because the stadium Lucas Oil is not available when we need it yeah. um, so we just have to make the most of it and I think we are yep is is it time to start thinking about the playoffs, or is that so far off that you guys are just taking care of business? I think that's that's far off. I think ultimately we're about competing really hard right now. And I think sometimes people look at the season too much, like, oh, well, get in the playoffs and then anything can happen. Like, what we're trying to do is be a dominant team throughout the regular season and continue that in the playoffs. So we've got a lot of work to get that right, um, but we're on the right path, and uh, that's really our focus is just the, the regular season right now. That's Martin Rennie, the head coach of the Indy 11. The Indy 11, again, with a game this Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium against St. Louis. And then the following Sunday as well against Charlotte. Both those games at 6 p.m. And again, both those games at Lucas Oil Stadium. Get out there. Cheer your hometown team. The Indy 11, let's go. Uh, Major League Baseball released their regular season schedule for 2020. I don't understand. Like you look at the NFL and you look at the NBA and what the NFL and NBA do absolutely beautifully is manage their off season. So different stories kind of pulse throughout the off season and garner media attention. Baseball is the only league that I'm aware of anywhere, anytime that releases its regular season schedule for the following year during the season prior that is being played. We've got, we're not thinking about next season. We're not thinking about when the Chicago Cubs are going to open, either on the road or at home, or when their home opener is going to be. We're not thinking about any of that crap yet. What we're thinking about is how are the Cubs, with their bullpen in the state it is, and the starting pitching in the state it is, how are they going to make a meaningful run in the postseason if they even get to the postseason? We're thinking about that. 2020 is way far away, but Major League Baseball is so squirrely in its thinking that it releases its regular season schedule for 2020 on August 12th. 12th of 2019 that uh, not enough and stupid for the love of god you, you've got to manage your media better than that if you're major league baseball major league baseball will tell you they have no problems because attendance is fine you know what attendance might be fine but how many people are watching games on tv how many less and less and less and less and as people continue to make decisions with their fingers and with those clickers Major League Baseball has got to figure out, you know, it's, it's ass from third base. And if it can't do that, it's going to continue to see market share erode and erode and erode and erode. I just don't understand it. Like, this doesn't make any sense at all. There's some things where you can come up with sort of an idea as to why something happens. You know, there's a story, and you're like, okay, you know, I guess, whatever. You know, maybe there's a good reason, and here is a possible good reason. But with this, there's no good reason 
to release a regular season schedule on August 12th. None whatsoever when you've got an offseason that is going to last through the month of November and December and January and February before spring training even starts. That's four months where you need to occasionally gather some attention from the media so that they've got something to report. And in baseball, in its infinite lack of wisdom, decides to release its regular season schedule again on August 12th, and I just don't understand it. Antonio Brown, I want to talk about him for a minute because here's what I always say and what I've always said. I've said this on the radio a million times. You don't do business with crazy. When you invite crazy to the party, what happens? Your party gets crazy, and you don't want your party to get crazy. All right, you don't want people from out on the street to come into your party and ran, you know, run roughshod over your house. You don't want that, and that is what Antonio Brown does, and that is why you don't do business with Antonio Brown, and the Oakland Raiders are figuring that out. During the offseason, he goes to France, has some kind of cryo treatment on his feet. They get frostbitten. Have you seen the pictures of his feet? They're awful. It's awful to look at. That's going to take a long time to heal properly. And then he wants to wear his helmet. Here's the thing. Former NFL players, many of them have sued the National Football League to seek damages because of CTE and other brain-related illnesses that you can trace back to a life playing football. And maybe improper headgear, as the NFL was aware that playing football, the constant concussing of the head because of playing football is going to cause you damage, damage to your brain that's going to be lifelong and it's going to be debilitating. All right, the NFL knew that stuff. They didn't do anything about it. Now they're trying to do something about it. They're ruling that some helmets just don't pass muster and that players can't wear them because what the NFL wants to do, number one, they want to uh, get rid of these lawsuits. They don't want more lawsuits. So what they're doing is saying that these helmets that are unsafe, they can no longer be worn. Antonio Brown doesn't want to play football in a safer helmet. So what he's he's saying, he isn't going to play if he can't wear his old helmet that the NFL has deemed to be dangerous to his ongoing health, his brain health. Now, what in the hell is going, how crazy do you have to be to decide you want to wear your old helmet that is likely, according to the NFL, to cause you brain injury as as you advance in age. We've seen uh, Dave Duerson shoot himself. We've seen uh, Junior Seau shoot himself. We've seen the manifestations of these brain injuries, and they are grotesque. And Antonio Brown, instead of saying, you know what, I want to keep my head safe because I got a family and I want to be around for that family, what he's saying is, I'm not playing football unless they allow me to wear this helmet that is patently unsafe and causes damage to my brain that might be mitigated if I wore some other kind of helmet. That's crazy. That's Maybe there's already some brain damage, and that's what's causing a guy to make this kind of decision. Antonio Brown is crazy. You do not invite crazy to the party. The Indianapolis Colts, look at their free agent acquisitions, right? Houston, a guy like Autry. You're bringing in guys who are adults. This guy, not an adult, crazy, might be the most gifted receiver in the NFL, certainly the most productive receiver in the NFL, but crazy 
and you don't win with crazy. You, uh, you, you got to find a way to win around crazy, right? And, and so the Indianapolis Colts, as we continue to see this roster put together by Chris Ballard and his staff, man, you, you just, you, you want to give him a big hug and say thank you for getting this done on this level because what you're doing is you're saying no to great talent and yes to great character with good talent or maybe great talent. But you're not, you're not selling short the character needs of your franchise in order to get really, really talented, crazy people. And that's how you build a champion. I'm Kent Sterling. This is Sports Nothing But Sports. Join me tomorrow morning for Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live at 8 in the morning, on Periscope Live at 8.15 in the morning. It's a show so nice we do it twice. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be down in Bloomington. We're going to go down for football practice. We're also going down for media day for Indiana Volleyball. Indiana Volleyball, I got a feeling it's about to turn a corner. We're going to talk about that too on Sports Nothing But Sports tomorrow. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Join me.